Welcome to Win the Day Podcast, hosted by Cyrus Jaffrey. Here we interview the top entrepreneurs, industry leaders, business owners, as well as individuals that perform at the highest level in Omaha, Nebraska, and the surrounding areas. We dive deep into their thought process and things that they do to separate themselves from the competition. Welcome to Win the Day Podcast. Um, I am Cyrus Jaffrey, some of you guys know, um, and we've got Benito and Kilgo, our two awesome hosts. What's up, guys? What's going on? Awesome, awesome, awesome. So today, man, we have a special, special, special person here today. Uh, He's become a good friend of ours, um, and I know these two are good friends uh, with him as well. He's doing some great things in the industry. Um, man, I don't, I don't know. I, I feel like you've been in the industry for 15, 20 years, man, from all the shit you've done. Um, but, uh, but it looks like you've only been in it for five years, man. So, so Joe is on Joe Kemper and he is the Yo. vice president of sales. I just uh, shaved. I just yeah. shaved. So that's-, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's, that, that, that's awesome. Hey, our industries, man, we, we got a lot of older agents, right? Like now our average age was like 62 or something crazy. So right. it's really good to get some of this young blood in here, man, and kind of change, change our, change our industry. So that's why I'm really excited, man, to talk to you and see what you got going on. So we'll give you the floor, my man. Tell us how you got here, man. I know you've been in it for five years, but what got you into it? And uh, yeah, give us give yeah. us the secret sauce. Absolutely. And and thank you for having me on, man. I appreciate you. Um, you know, I appreciate your story. And I've, I've actually know the host backstories and everything, too. So really appreciate you all. Um, it's, it's an honor to be on here. And I know everybody on this call is doing amazing things. And I think more calls like this need to happen right to where we're all, you know, lifting each other up, supporting each other. Um, so thank you again for having me on. I really appreciate it. Uh, everybody, my name is Joe Campert. I'm the VP of sales at Redwood Agency Group. Um, we are an independent brokerage operating in, uh, we're in 35 plus states now. Um, uh, we are based out of Austin, Texas. Hook them, baby. Always got to get that in on my podcast. Uh, hook them. I'm, I'm a diehard UT fan. Um, but man, so it's funny, and I'm, I'm going to talk on this um, for producers as well, because it's one thing that really, when I was in production, it, it changed my entire life, but we'll, we'll get there in a second. But I'm in the event hall, right, or we'll say the conference room, whatever, in the room, right? And everybody goes, you know, who in here ever, like, just wanted to be an insurance agent? And everybody's like, oh, yeah, I fell into it, you know, something like that. And I'm like the one guy in the room, and I raise my hand, and I literally have wanted to be an insurance agent, specifically in Austin, Texas since I was in second grade, man. Um, and it was crazy, you know, I, like the career fair and everything like that. And that goes back to really, um, our Redwood is a family business, right? So we're a family organization, family run. We're every agent's father's dream. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Pops, pops lucked out, I guess. I don't know. He's like, man, I'll thank the Lord. You're my son, dude. Um, <laughs> but seriously, I wanted to be like him when I was growing up, man. And so he worked for state farm right out of college, uh, he would, but he's always been corporate. So he was mm-hmm. an underwriter. Then he was a manager, yada, yada, kind of rose through the ladder there. But for me, I just wanted to be like dad. And so in second grade career fair, like I had, like, I was like trying to be the insurance, everybody else trying to be an astronaut, all that stuff. Right. <laughs> I did have my MBA aspirations. I'm pretty tall. Uh, but those, those fell off after middle school, but I, I seriously wanted to be an in insurance and, you know, it's been really cool to be able to, you know, I, I call, and we talked about this a little bit before Cyrus is that, you know, insurance is the best vehicle out there, I think, to pursue your passion. And my passion just so happens to be helping people. You know, I I love helping people. Um, I love really making impact and creating what we'll call generational waves. Um, And I love making money, dude. And guess what? You can do all of that in insurance. Now, I'm the weird guy. I wanted to be in insurance. I love insurance because I'm able to pursue my passion in the industry. But outside of that, I mean, dude, I think this, the vehicle itself of insurance can take you anywhere you want, man. Um, and so again, yeah, I've, I've been wanting to be in insurance since I was in second grade. Um, kind of just went, I grew up in small town, Indiana, Noblesville, Indiana. If anybody's watching this, if you know where Nobles is. Hey, Indiana, know. baby. Yep. Hey, I'm telling you, man. That's probably why I wanted to be in insurance because there ain't nothing to do in freaking Indiana. So, um, no, I grew up there went to school. That was just what you're supposed to do. Right. And it's funny how I got into insurance is because the, of what the school was trying to make me do. And it's ultimately how they lost me. Um, I had to get a summer internship fast forward. Um, again, just did all the, went through all the motions, you know, school was school and went to college, played college lacrosse. Um, it was division three. It was no basketball, no basketball. Um, lacrosse ended up 
being like my favorite sport. And we still, we still need to get a game, you know, with uh, IAOA or something. We should. A pickup game. We need to get like a rapper battle, basketball, <laughs> something. We need to get some going. Yeah. Hey, basketball, syn- basketball syndicate versus love, IAOA. If people, if people don't know, Joe <laughs> is like William Wallace from Braveheart. He's seven feet tall and shoots fireballs out his arse. I mean, <laughs> dude is a legend. Yeah, Joe, you know, like I know that. you really well in this group. And uh, I just really am fascinated. Like I said, you're you're every agent's father's dream. I mean, to be like that. You know, I, I have a nephew and I can remember when he was in first or second grade and making his own business card. He took one of my business cards, made a copy of it, and then and then cut it out and put his picture, one of those like wallet pictures of himself yeah. in it as the picture. And was like trying to hand them out at like family <laughs> gatherings and stuff. I was like, hey, I'm I'm Austin Kilgore. I work from I work for you know Jason. I work for my uncle. And yep. you know, it just those are like really inspiring stories. But you know, there's got to be a time like, can you remember like, you know, for other producers out there. What really clicked when you're like, man, this is what I want to do. This is my calling. Not, I mean, obviously your dad was an influence on you and maybe that's what you yeah. want to talk about. Maybe you can d- dive deeper into that, but like, what was it that said, Hey, this is it. Um, you know, I would say, Ooh, that's a, that's a great question because, and I really think it was, it was the, uh, every, anybody that's listening to me, I love the word pivot right? Mm-hmm. Um, not falling back, not, it, I'm, I'm making a pivot, right? And when I, when I first, I guess, you know, really kind of realized what that pivot looked like, um, it was when I left manual labor. Um, and, and I'm sure, I mean, there's a lot of people like for me, you know, I had a paper out since I was in second grade. Um, we didn't, we didn't come from money. So I always worked for everything, right? Mm-hmm. And for me, it was, well, you can't be an insurance agent when you're in second grade, if we're being honest, right? That's the weird <laughs> thing. Um, but it was manual labor, man. And so I did, uh, I had a paper out. I cut everybody's yard on the street. Um, I ran the farmer's market. So I worked at a farmer's market from literally second grade all the way through until I became an insurance person. I left the state where I was doing it at. Mm-hmm. Um, I did construction. So we rebuilt um, and re kind of fabricated, renovated, whatever you want to call it, old homes in Indianapolis, Indiana. And dude, it was just grueling, man. And and really, you know, I think there was a lesson to be learned in that. And I appreciate everybody that's in that space. I think we need more people in that space too. Um, it just wasn't really for me, right? And um, I was looking at my bosses and everything, and like, you know, their backs are hurting, their knees are killing them. And they still got years to go in this thing, man. Like mm-hmm. they, it was just starting for them. They were just starting to kind of see, you know, re- really reaping the benefits of, of all their hard work, blood, sweat, and tears. And for me, it was like when I got this summer internship, you know, the first question and I'll shout her out too. I love shouting her out. We had our differences for a little bit there, but she's amazing. She taught me the ropes. Her name is Tracy Bibb. She's out of St. Louis, Missouri. And she literally goes, why do you want to, why do you want to be this? Like, why do you want to do this? And I think we're not enough people are asking people that question when they get going. Mm -hmm. That's why we get a bunch of people who we were just talking backstage, Cyrus. Like, that's why you get a bunch of people chasing premium, Mm -hmm. right? They're not actually out there to, and for me, it was, dude, I literally love to help people. Anybody that knows me knows my heart. That's my passion, man. And when you give, you get. And for me, it was, it was that question. That was the light bulb moment. Like, why do you actually want to do this, man? Mm -hmm. Like, what is your why? We hear that all the time right? Um, like what, why, why do you want to do it? It's like, well, mm-hmm. this, the, and shoot, dude, I'm illegal not to have, that's pretty freaking cool on the PNC side. Right. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that was really a light bulb moment. I'm like, dang, you like have to have me. So then why me? Um, and then guess what? You take care of people, you do the right thing, you get them the right product and you make money, man. Yep. And then just rinse repeat. Right. And so I think that was kind of the pivot for me is getting away from the manual labor side, realizing, mm-hmm. wow, dude, like I can make this much money not having to build homes or go up in the attics and rip out new wire and run new wire or grout tile or do whatever that is. Not to, again, I, th- I, I accredit a lot of my work ethic to that, right? Mm-hmm. I knew nothing but work. Like you show up and you mm-hmm. get it, man, no matter the, yep. the weather, no matter what. And I consider myself very blessed now to be able to, to sit in an office um, and, and provide for my family, man. So I would say if that's kind of a roundabout answer, but I think that was the light bulb moment is when Tracy at like, why? why do you want to do this? Uh And I instantly just tapped into like what, what my true passion was. Yeah. I think a lot of producers need to ask themselves that question, dude, like, why are you in this? Like, is it just the job for you? Cause if it's just a job, man, like that first two to three years, man, you don't make a ton of money as a producer. 
So it's like this, if this is not a career for you, man, I think once you stick to it for about three to five years, you really starting to like understand the insurance world for the first year or two, man, you're lost. So talk about that, man. So you come into this world, right? Um, and, and you started kind of in the bottom from, from, from what I know about you, right. I mean, you're doing some service stuff, maybe some commercial stuff. So like, all right. So that first year or two is tough, right? So how did you, how did you get through it? I guess I know work ethic and all kind of gets into play, but what Mm -hmm. else did help? What what else did help you? Um, all right. So I'm going to be a little vulnerable here, but a lot of people know this story. So, excuse me, I'm just going to go ahead and share it. Um, honestly, I was in some legal trouble, um, where I grew up at and the decisions that I was making, um, you know, I had lawyer fees, man, and I was on probation and stuff like that. Again, being super vulnerable here. Um, and honestly, I, I needed it, right? Like, I was like, man, this thing's got to work because I got to pay this dude every month. Uh Um, and luckily I was, I was young enough and he saw what I was trying to do and that I was changing my life, um, and all that stuff. But, you know, doing, starting in customer service to y'all, like try that, right? Sales mm-hmm. is the sales is the best part of insurance, right? Because you get to when you click that button and then you plug it into your little commission track and you're like, dang, I just made that much off uh-huh. that one little button click. Like customer service, man, all I did was increase calls and claims. And I did that for my first year and a half. Where uh-huh. and again, um, if you're in the in the customer service role, it might be less of a payday, but to me, I credit so much of my success to being able to deal with clients when they don't want to deal with you and you're a fraud. It's insurance is fake. Why is my policy going up? And it's like, well, you had a general rate increase in your zip code. I don't know, man. Right. But I credit a lot of my sales success. If you can do that, dude, you can sell anything. Right. Um, but it really was, I, I had some, you know, troubles going on. I had to, I had to make money and that was insurance was how I was making money at the time. And I knew I wasn't going to go back to what I was doing because that yeah. was what was facilitating my old habits that got me there in the first place. Yeah. Um, to the point of where I did, I left the state. I literally left Indiana. I moved to St. Louis, Missouri. Um, and that's where I started. And those, man, that first, but it was, I called them my best worst years. Right. It's like, mm-hmm. you don't realize how much you're learning and how invaluable your experiences are until you look back at them, I'm like, dang, dude, I would not be who I am today without going through or like we, um, Tracy had just bought an old guy's book. And so we were going from literally it was still paper. So he had filing cabinets. I mean, stacked yay high, man, three levels deep. And my job was to basically, if they weren't already in the system, create them in the system, scan it in, you know, stuff. And it literally took me over a year to, to actually complete it all. I stayed on full time after the summer, all that stuff. Um, but looking back at that, it's like, dang, dude, like that's where I started. And, and you got to put in the work. Right. And that's I think maybe that's why I credit a lot to that manual labor stuff is man, sometimes you just got to put in the work, dude. Yeah. And, and you might not agree with your financial situation. Right. Which honestly. Uh, like, is it really the financials or is it just what you're doing to yourself? Because I bought way too much Wendy's back then, if I'm being honest. Right. <laughs> and, and I lived in St. Louis. So Budweiser came in a 30 rack. Like, let's I wasn't tight on money. I, I was tight on money because I was putting myself there. Um, but yeah, I guess, you know, that, that really was, and I, I didn't know it then, but man, looking back, I wouldn't change a freaking thing. And it, and it was rough. There would be weeks where it's like, dude, I got 20 bucks. Mm-hmm. Like how do I, and thank the Lord. Um, my wife, I was able to meet her. We were, we were not married at that time. Um, but she would help me out. Like, I'm like, dude, I don't know how I'm going to get to work but I need money to get to work and work is how I get the money, but I can't get there because I don't have money to eat mm. and to drive there. And she would spot me like some gas money so that I could get there. Um, and yeah, man, it, it was the grind, the grind. Yeah. No, not a ton of motivations like necessity and, and can totally yes. uh, appreciate that and, and, and sympathize with that. Cause I think that that's kind of where, where, where I was at too. Um, my, my question for you and kind of a pivot from where we're at right now is, one of the things that I, I can really appreciate about Joe is that you're you're around, man. I mean, it, it seems like every time I, you know, I do jump on Facebook for a couple of minutes, you know, I might have a couple of, uh, of referrals from Joe. But then also, like every time I see a, a thread, I see Joe, you know, will call me. Let's talk shop. Let's talk shop. Let's talk shop. How do you find um, the motivation, one, to stay in the pocket? Because, I mean, that's a lot of repeat information. I mean, that's just the way it is. There's thousands, hundreds of thousands of, of producers, and they're all kind of asking the same questions, I'm sure. Um, so that is the first part. And the second part is, um, 
how do you balance that with, with the actual production? Yeah. Um, so it's funny. The algorithm's working. Yes. I'm getting in front of me. <laughs> right. We'll get to that producers. Uh, social media is huge. Um, for me, the repeat information is I'm doing what I wish I had. And it goes back to looking back to what I went through. I'm like, gosh, man, if I had a, if I had a me and I'm not saying that's like, too, if Cyrus had a Cyrus back when he first started, mm. my Lord, where would we be? I'd be killed right? though. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> We'd all be kill go killing it. Um, and you know, that, that is the big motivation for me. I'm, I'm super heavy into youth as well. Like I, I really want to impact future generations and dude, sometimes, and, and if anybody's a parent here, which I, I think we are, are all parents, if I'm not mistaken, um, dude, sometimes you got to regurgitate information for people to pick it up. Right. And sometimes you got to say it two or three times. And, mm-hmm. but man, that third time when that producer gets it right. Or when that agent gets it, or even just the person decides to take their pre-licensing exam, it's worth it, man. And that's, you know, for me, it does. You're hundred percent correct. Benita. Like, dude, it gets redundant. It does. And it can kind of take its toll. Cause I'm like, dude, I just, did this call like an hour ago and I'm about to do it again for another person. And I'm going to say the exact same things, maybe, you know, edit it a little bit, make it custom to, to the agent or the producer. But, you know, for me, it's, I, I'm doing what I wish I would have had for sure. And that's what these podcasts are about. Right. And I love Cyrus that you started this at a, at, at a producer level because there is a need for it and man, where would we be? Right. Um, so I think that's, that's definitely a big part of it. The balance, um, <laughs> it's funny how this has changed. I used to preach balance, dude. It was like, it's all about the balance. Just find the balance. You can have a balance way up here, but as long as everything's balanced up here, right? For me, you know, I've really learned, dude, there ain't much of a balance, man. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you just try your best. You, you try to be the best version of yourself every single day. And, and that's what I go for. Um, I don't know if there's much balance to it because I'm kind of, yeah. I'm all over the place and I got my two young girls and, you know, but it's my balance. And maybe that's, that's a good response to that. I would say, find your balance, whatever that looks like. Um, as long as it's the best version of you, that's, that's what matters hundred percent. I love that. You know, you talked about earlier how, and this is what I admire about you the most. Um, I don't know that I've ever told you this, but I just love the fact that, you know, how your back has been against the wall so many times you've been shot down so many times you get told no a lot. I'm sure. You know, explain a little bit about just you and your mindset as a producer before, you know, when your back's against the wall and to now and fast forward to now, Mm -hmm. how do you still keep that same intensity as like, hey, my back's against the wall and I've got to hit these numbers. I've got to hit these goals. And you still have that grit, that drive to accomplish big things. And and getting told no is just not Mm -hmm. enough. It's not an option. Yep. You're going to succeed regardless. How do you keep that intensity? So it's funny you say that because those words are exactly what I use to push myself. There is no better way to find success than backing yourself into a corner. And the only option is success. Right. And, and for me, you know, when I, when I talk about success, one, I want everybody to hear this. My success is my success. Just like Mm -hmm. how my balance is my balance. Mm -hmm. Comparison kills y'all. Like, right. Like, and, and I've seen so many agents kind of go down that rabbit hole where they try to compare themselves to my success or what Cyrus's or Jason's mm-hmm. or Benito, what their successes are, dude, it's not you. It's not, mm-hmm. it's like, do you. Right. Um, but for me, it was man. And that's maybe because of all the, again, going to like the legal stuff and like, dude, I had no other option. I'm like, I am either going to be sitting in a cell or I'm going to freaking make this work. I'm going to change my life. I'm going to, you know, do the right things and make those decisions and, and really grow up, honestly. And I hate to say it. And there's some people that are, are grown that haven't grown up yet. Mm-hmm. Um, but for me, yeah. that is a big driver for me is, dude, there is, if success is the only option. Now, I also say, you know, from failure can be success too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like ever, anybody ever learn from their mistakes, right? Like wherever you're listening, like I know, write it down. Cause I know there are things that you have done that you have learned from that, ultimately it was success in hindsight. And so that's kind of how I look at it, man. When you back yourself into the corner and, and dude, even if you fail, just fail forwards. Right. And I still, I think uh, Will Smith is who originally said that slap, slap. Uh, that was, that was a joke. Uh, <laughs> but for me, for me, it's, it is, man, if that's the only option, dude, you got to go get it. Yeah. Love you that. know, you talked about balance and uh, I was, in a meeting with Billy Wagner, and he's going to be speaking at IAOA. Beast, beast. Uh, 
Yeah, he's amazing. And he's the, I, I really look at him as the king of time management. I mean, he's really went to extreme levels to make sure he can manage his time the most efficient way possible. Right. And one of the things that, you know, Joe, I, I would recommend to you and everybody um, listening that he, what he, what he started off doing was every third, he took a day and every 30 minutes, he wrote down what he did the past 30 minutes. Mm, yep. Yep. And at the end of the day, he realized there was so much time wasted. Mm. And then you only get, you know, it's yep. the same thing. Everybody always says, right. You only get the same second, same minutes, same hours. Everybody gets in the day. Right. So that's where he found the gaps. That's where he found how he could maximize time with family, time to work out, time to, you know, write a book, time to, you know, to take his kid to like NBA finals games and stuff mm -hmm. like that, I think is what I saw, which is freaking yes. bucket awesome. list. It's amazing. Yeah. So, I mean, I think that's a, a big part of it. And if you can figure, if you can, you know, track that, I'm working on it now. Yep. Because all of us have time we wish we had back, right? You were just saying that we knew what we knew then. But <sighs> you can do more in the day if you just really do map it out and, and focus, right? Right. And that's, I mean, that goes back to my statement of, are you, are you really broke? Mm -hmm. Or are you, just, are you just unwise with your money? You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, and, and I'm not, hey, I'm not judging because, dude, yeah. I'm still unwise with my money. I promise you. Like, there are things where people are like, man, I'm tight. I'm tight. I'm tight. And it's like, well, what, what do you have a budget? So many people just don't even have mm -hmm. a budget. Right. And I think so that just kind of goes back to that point is like, man, are you, are you really like struggling or are you just not maxing out your mm -hmm. hours? Right. Or are you, are you, yes. you know, wasting time during the day when you shouldn't be? So dude, the number one, the number one, uh, point in here would be, be, be the top three the number one today I think from what I just heard was your success is your success man I think a lot of producers that's got to be a big big point for you guys is like for me man if I'm home at 445 every day like that's 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 my success and if I make it home at 445 and I go to the gym at 11 a.m that's my success for my day like that's it yeah. those two things are my success because to me, if I go to the gym at 11, I know my afternoon is going to be awesome because I'm going to have so much energy to just bust through the afternoon. And right. I know if I get home at 445, my family life is going to be awesome. And if mm -hmm. my family life is awesome, the next morning is going to be great because I've, I've basically my bucket is full in yes. those other things. So, so your success is your success, man. Don't compare yourself to, to Kilgo or, or, or Kemper or, or Benito, man, like you're, you're a producer. You got to go to work. And today, man, just close a deal. Dude, yep. That's your success maybe for you. What I was going to also share was earlier, you said something about the service team. Every producer that comes through our office that wants to go to the sales, they have to spend a month before they get hired on the service so side. Good. Good. I'm like, dude, you got to spend a month. Because if you see all the stuff that they're fixing for you guys on the sales <laughs> side, you're not going to mess up anymore because you right. see how much time it takes, right? So I know you guys obviously write a lot of business. What are you guys doing to track? And what are some recommendations for some of the producers, man, to honestly write good business so it doesn't yep. bring a lot of service work for, for your service team? Yes. And, and anybody, so I, I want to drop some numbers real quick so I can give some credibility as to why you should even listen to what I'm saying. Yes, yeah. I'm 28. I just turned 28. Um, I've been in insurance since I was 19. I promise y'all, like, I didn't, I didn't start here. That's for sure. But I literally, it was hilarious. I was just at lunch with my wife and I, for some reason, I don't know, I was looking at my numbers. Um, and like 2019, I wrote 1.2 million on my own pen, right? Um, this is my, that, that was cold calling literally just downloading names and numbers. Um, okay, this is good. I, sorry, I'm pivoting away from service, but this is really good for a producer. Yeah. I did the one, two, three every day. And this is, hey, if you don't have money, perfect. Because these lists are dirt cheap. You can get like 15,000 names and numbers, run them through a scrubbing tool, make sure you're not calling on the DNC, right? Don't text, and the texting is a little bit wonky now, obviously with the TCPA and all that. Mm -hmm. Dude, just pound the phones, right? And I actually like the age stuff because not every other agent and their brother's calling them at that point in time. But for me, I did the one, two, three, 100 right. calls a day, two hours talk time, three policies sold. Two out of the three had to be done every single day before I clocked out. And Do that, that was, again. Say that one more time. The one, two, three. So 100, yes, 100 calls minimum. Don't okay. stop. And that's another thing. Don't stop at 100 if you don't like just keep going. 100 is the minimum. Two hours talk time. Okay. So at least two hours of talk time, three policies sold, 
two out of those three need to be done every day. Obviously, when, when I say that the two out of the three, because the third comes if you're doing two out of the three, right? And so that was literally what I lived by um, for two years, man. And we were a scratch agent. We were dead broke. Um, my biggest piece of advice when it comes to writing good business, because again, I'm cold calling. I'm trying to get these people to give me a shot. Right. Don't be desperate. Right. And I learned that the freaking hard way, man, is that, man, I got desperate. I needed money, whatever it was. And you put something on the books that, you know, you probably shouldn't have put on the books. But, hey, the, it accepted and it's good. You know, mm -hmm. it's like, hey, they gave me I got the payment information. And then what do you know, two months down the road, they're hitting your loss ratios and everything. And that might be going a little bit too much into the weeds. Um, but for me, you know, desperation will totally deter or excuse me, uh, desperation will derail you. And so for me, I just, man, as long as you put in that, that one, two, three, every yeah. single, and I know it's super simplistic, but a lot of people, man, like now I don't have to do that because I've, you know, done what I've done on the social yeah. media side and maybe we'll get into that. Um, but man, dude, we're in a relationship business and guess what? Guess how you form relationships, talking to people. What's the easiest way to talk to people on the freaking phone, man, just pick up the phone and I, I will drop this one gym um, because when I was in production, so we did all of our own production and sales for our first two years, uh, or excuse me, uh, production and service. So I serviced that 1.2 mil and I watched like 400,000 of it fall off the books. So then 2019, I wrote like 750, but I had like 700 of it stick, right? Mm -hmm. To where it's like, okay, hey, I wrote 1.2 million. I only had like maybe 758 actually stick, which then when you look at it, it actually made more, like I was working way too much to lose Wait, and so it, it made more sense to not be as desperate, right? Mm -hmm. Not throw as much on the books. But the number one correlation that I found in all of our offices, um, why, like, why is Joe outproducing everybody? Why is he hitting almost 100K every single month off cold calls? Mm -hmm. And it was talk time. Talk time was the number one true correlation that we could find. It's like, okay, hey, you know, this guy, he had all these quotes, man, but his close ratio is nothing. I was like, this dude has been selling, but he sold policies, but then he would go on a cold streak or whatever it was. The number one correlation that we found was that I was spending 10 times more mm. per phone call than anybody else. Like my average talk time on a cold call was over two minutes, which if anybody's ever cold called, that's pretty tough to average that. Right. And everybody else was like less than a minute. What um, did you do? What like, let's, let's role play, man. It's like, it's a cold call, okay. right? Like, how do you keep them on? Cause obviously the, the question is, can you keep them on the phone? The longer yes. you keep them on the phone, the better opportunities yep. for you to close. So like, what would you do to keep them on the phone? Can you give us a couple of pointers? Absolutely. Um, man, this is fun. I haven't done this in a hot minute. Um, <laughs> so the intro is the, it's the number one thing, man. If you give me now, my intro is a little bit longer. Mm -hmm. um, you can speed it up. You can kind of tweak it a little bit, but dude, this for me is what won um, to where if they let me get through my intro, they would be essentially dumb not to let me at least take a look at their policies, right? Or at least give them a quote, something mm -hmm. because of basically you gotta, you gotta have a, a solid value prop, mm -hmm. right? A, a value proposition as to why they should even do business with you. Um, here was a good one. So when I would say, you know, they'd pick up the phone. I say, Hey, you know, this is Joe with Redwood agency group. How you doing? They'd be like, what's Redwood. So instantly my script is already deterred because they're already asked, what is Redwood? Not, Oh, I'm doing good. How are you? They're already questioning. So for me, I learned, Hey dude, I need to tell them I'm an mm -hmm. insurance broker in the same line mm -hmm. to keep them from derailing my script and to keep, like basically staying on point. Right. So then I started saying, Hey, this is Joe with Redwood agency group. We're an insurance brokerage. How are you today? And then they're kind of like, uh, you know, I'm doing yeah. all right. Yeah. Like, how are you? And then dude, this one, I promise y'all it freaking works. I said, man, I got a roof over my head and clean water to drink. Life ain't that bad. Ooh. And I promise you, Everybody in the freaking country, unless I mean, and if I'm on the phone with them, then they ain't doing that bad. Right. And yeah. so they can instantly relate. They can see that I'm a mm. human and they're like, dude, preach, man. Right. I Regardless of the day that they're having, if they're having a bad day, guess what? Dude, they just thought in their head, man, but I still got a roof over my head and clean water to drink, man. And this dude's an insurance salesman. So I must mm. be doing better than him. <laughs> that's, that's, that's our number two, man. I love that. That and then I, and then I would just go in and explaining, hey, and so again, like I said, we're an insurance brokerage, and then I would explain to them what a brokerage is. You know, we have access to a multitude of carriers in order to find you the best price coverage combination for you and yours, whatever you want to do. Do you have just a couple minutes for me to gather some basic information um, to where then I can see if we can get some more money in your pockets? 
a lot of people don't talk about, they say, don't put price on the table. Mm. Price is important guys. Just don't make it the, just don't make it the first thing Mm. for me. I say price coverage combo. I'm going to give you the best coverage at the best price, right? Because of the combination. It's not always just going to be about price. It's not always going to be Mm. about coverage. It's about both. I'm going to give you the best combo for both basically, because they're both important, right? As we know. Wow. The way you gain your business is the way you lose your business, in my opinion. So if you sell on price alone, they're going to find something cheaper at one point. Another broker is going to get you, man. So like you can't, you can't just, but, but at the end of the day, 95% of people buy on price, man. Yes. You know, can you sell the value of the coverage and your agency at that point? Would would you buy what you're selling to somebody? Like, would you buy you? Right. And that's for me, it's like, you know, I get it. Like coverage Mm -hmm. is important, but like, dude, and it's like, and Joe, you're, you're great, man. But like, I'm not going to give you an extra hundred a month, man. <laughs> like, I mean, you're cool and all, but Dude, um, I will I say too, it. for um, captives, if we do have any captives that are listening mm-hmm. to this, which I'm sure we do, yep. I started with Allstate. So I'm right there with you. If you don't have options, don't preach options, right? Mm. Preach your product, right? For me, Allstate, like everybody knew Allstate, big blue, right? But I would preach about Allstate and I would use that brand and that brand awareness to my advantage. Hey, I don't necessarily have everybody, but I've got the best, right? And just, and believe in your product and what you're selling. Um, now, obviously the independent world, I, I would say it's way different, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to talk down to the captive side because no. that was my upbringing. Um, and I think really just, Hey, use the brand, use, use, believe in your product and use that if you don't have the options. And I, I just can't stand when people preach options and they don't have any. So you gotta, you gotta pivot. You gotta change that script a little bit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Love that, man. That's, that's, that, that's good. That's good info, man. Okay. So you go, you are, you're now at Redwood. You're a couple of, you're, you're out of service. Now you're rocking and rolling, right? You're using the cold call. Are you in your second year, third year, fourth year? Are you still cold calling or did your business evolve? What are other ways? Because you write a lot of business. I know that. So how did you gain some of that business for some of the producers that are looking for referral partners potentially? Mm -hmm. So start, I I love starting with the cold calling. And everybody says cold calling is dead. It's not dead. And I think that's, it's, uh, we we talked earlier about invaluable experiences. Mm. If you can do that, dude, oh, you are going to knock referrals out the park. If you can cold call and sell somebody like that, oh man, everything is uphill. Like it, dude, it's so easy from there, man. Um, and for me, so social media, um, mm-hmm. social media changed the game. Took It took a hot minute. Um, it mm-hmm. took a lot of consistency as literally it's how I know all of you. Uh, yeah. Nobody, none of you all live in Texas, right? But we know each other. Why? Mm-hmm. Because of social media. Benito, you know, you touched on it earlier. Hey, when you open up Facebook, man, you pretty much see me. And, and yep. that took yep. a lot of time. It took a lot of um, cons- consistency, which I think is just needed in insurance in general. Yep. Um, but for producers, social media and um, going back to brand on social media, don't brand the company, brand yourself. Mm-hmm. Cause social media is all about doing business with like they it's people, right? It's not like, don't go out there and just like blast. Mm-hmm. Now granted, I know some, if you're a captive, you've got some restrictions there and stuff like that. Mm-hmm but not if you're branding yourself, right? And so brand you, like people aren't doing business with Redwood, they're doing business with Joe. And it just mm-hmm. so happens that Redwood backs Joe. Um, and that's okay, whether you're with Allstate, State Farm, Farmers, Independent, whatever it is, brand yourself. Um, and then I'll kind of give, I'll give some tangible action items if I can. Please, please. Um, just on kind of my strategy for that. Uh, Sandra, I, I was doing it for years before I met Sandra. Sandra is who kind of coined the phrase. So I'll give her a shout out as well. Um, the five by five by five. So basically posting, commenting, right. And engaging with people and the engagement. The third part is probably the hardest for people when they're getting going. Cause like, how do I slide into somebody's DMS and not look like a freaking spammer or a prince from Africa or something like that. Right. Like people instantly will view that if they don't know you. Um, Oh, you don't want to give me $10 million. (laughs) (laughs) Just give you this routing and account number. Insurance, man. I'll tell you, dude, (laughs) you should come over here, man. Um, but no, I, I think, that was the game changer for me was, dude, I was commenting all the time, um, or excuse me, I was posting all the time. Now, how you're posting, you need to post certain criteria. Um, for me, I call them the jab, jab, and then the hook. The hook is the business post. The jabs are like what I call, you, you can call them fluff, um, comic relief. Again, you got social media is for entertainment. So you need to keep them on that platform as much as possible. So give us an example. Always use this one, dude, and, and it's hilarious. I just did it like last week and people can't not freaking comment, dude. It's so funny. And they know I'm doing it too and they still can't <laughs> not comment. 
Um, but it's like, Hey, if you had to, this one was for the 4th of July barbecue. If you could only choose three out of these 20, you know, what would you keep for your 4th of July barbecue? And people just like go through and they just start commenting, commenting, commenting. Right. So that's what Mm -hmm. we call fluff. It's getting people on your page. Mm -hmm. It's entertaining them. Now here's where you really can get it. Okay. And this is your start. I'm not going to get into the algorithm talk, but this is how you do it. All those people that comment, don't just like it. Right. For me, I, I use the care emoji for everything just because, hey, I care about everybody and I really do. But it, it's like perfect. Um, I use the care emoji on everything. And anybody like listening to this, why do I do that? Because guess who else is not? Nobody else is using the care emoji. So mm-hmm. when somebody's looking at a reaction, like if you've ever pulled up a Facebook post, it's like, man, there's one care reaction <laughs> as me. So Joe's already standing out just from my mm-hmm. reaction to the, the comments. Right. Or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then comment back say I got 25 comments. If I go and comment and engage with each one of those comments, now I've got 50 comments. Mm-hmm. Facebook's like, dang, like he's got 25 and he's, he's talking to them. Oh, and guess what? You ask him like another question, make them respond again. Right. So then those 50 just turn into like 75. Mm-hmm. And so I'm building the algorithm. I'm and basically it's, it's relevancy. Facebook is seeing me as relevant. Mm-hmm. And then that I do that typically in the morning time, uh, lunchtime, I'm posting something about my family, um, you know, my why, uh, which is like, you know, my, my daughters, like, this is like my big why it's like, we love data. They, they actually made that for me with the help That's of, awesome. with wifey. But, you know, for me, it's insurance, right? Everybody thinks we're robots, y'all show them we're human, <laughs> show them that you have a family and that okay. you have bills and like that you have, like, just let, give them something that they can relate to. Mm-hmm. And so it just really, it, it brings down those barriers is what I would call it um, where they're like, man, yo, just cause Joe's an insurance doesn't mean like he's some slimy dude in a suit, like trying to take my money type of thing. It's like, no, nah, man, this is like, Joe is Joe. He's just a human. And then the third, and I'm doing that again, right around lunchtime. Um, because guess what people are doing on their lunch breaks, producers, they're on their phones. Right. Mm-hmm. So then like, I would be strategizing when you're taking your lunch break so that you can get in front of more people during their mm-hmm. lunch breaks, maybe take a later or an earlier one. Um, and then afternoon right around like four 45, five o'clock, um, play your time zones. If you're writing in multiple States, you gotta be kind of hit in the middle. If you're playing mm-hmm. in two, uh, three time zones, like I am, but then it's business. And, and this is where, and I'll, I'll shut up after this, but this is like the biggest one dude, don't give up just because nobody likes your business posts. And, and I always use this as an example. When I got married, I'm like, where the hell have all y'all been, man? I had like a thousand comments, reactions. I'm like, you know, and then I go post a thing about my business, man. I, it's like, my mom is the only one that likes it. I'm like, come on, mom, you're already my client, dude. Like, give me yeah, like, whatever. But, you know, I think a lot of people will take that to heart. They're like, well, nobody liked my post and then they'll stop doing it. Here's the thing. Life changes every single day, right? insurance when people are most susceptible to buy your product is when things are changing right and and guess what life changes every single day that's why we do that strategy every single day because it's a time thing just because they didn't like it doesn't mean they don't need you they just don't need you yet right and so that's why i do it every single day and i promise do people reach out to me i just had a girl like man i hadn't talked to this chick in like five years and she messages me she goes joe Hey, I just bought a new car and I need some insurance. You're the first person I thought of. Hmm. It's not because we talk and because she knows like, Hey, yeah. Like she knows all about Redwood and all this. It's because I'm literally posting so much subconsciously Hmm. Dude, the first people, people like, or the first person people think of Joe, like my, Oh, Joe does insurance. I'll hit Hmm. him up. Um, And so those are, again, those are very, three, very simple things um, when you're posting. And then the the big one is um, message. You got to add friends right? There's no point to um, post in front of the same audience. Imagine if you already sold everybody on, on your friends list, right? Like why, then you're still, you're just posting to your own clients, right? And then that actually might even piss them off because then your clients would be like, well, hey man, you're talking about saving people money. Can you save me money? Probably creating more work <laughs> for your service team. Um, but for me, it was, dude, you got to increase your audience, right? You got to add, keep adding people. And um, great way to do this. If you don't know where to start, go to people you may know. Facebook literally has suggestions, people you may know. And it's kind of like LinkedIn, like the levels, mm-hmm. you know, where it's like, oh, well, he knows that person and that person. And we've got 25 mutual friends. Just add them. Yeah, add them. Don't message them right there. Just add them. Let them see your page. Let them interact. Let the algorithm kind of get them in front of you mm-hmm. and then go into their DMs and just hey, create a conversation. Don't ask about insurance. Like I would typically what I would do is I would go like a post. Like if they posted something on their page, 
I would engage with that post and then I would message them. I mean, like, dude, I just freaking saw your post and that's awesome, man. Or like, that's amazing. Or dude, been there, done that or whatever it is, right. You can try to relate to it. Don't make it insurance. Um, and then ultimately if you do that enough, you will get to the point of where, well, what do you do? Right. Like, Oh, like, Hey, I saw on your page, right. Don't be spammy. And I promise you the relationships will come from that. Um, and you, to the point now, I don't have to ask. I don't go in and ask somebody to quote their insurance. They're asking me um, because they're seeing me all the time. And once you get in front of enough people, dude, it just, it's just timing. And it's like, oh, they need me now. They didn't need me last year or maybe even the year before that. But guess what, dude? It's like five years later, Katie Polis is hitting me up. She lives out in freaking Roanoke, Virginia. She's actually, oh, Kilgo, she's in, I don't know if Roanoke's like next to you or not, but she's in Virginia. Like three hours away. Yeah. No. She just hits me up like five years later. And it's like, what do you know? I got a, I got a new client. Um, you know, I think Facebook. a lot of people do a lot of likes. They click a lot of likes and hearts and everything else. And they think that people are like looking through that and being like, oh, Kilgo liked my post or gave me a heart. Nobody cares. What they care is the comments, the engagement. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what you do really well. And other people could do well and get a lot of business from it. If you were to engage and build that relationship first, don't go and try to close it right off the get, Mm -hmm. you know, and don't, don't just think a like is going to get you somewhere. You've got to be able to engage. I think Joe, you more than anybody I know do that the best. Thank you, man. I appreciate it. And I think, go ahead, go ahead, Cyrus. I was going to say anything, anything on like Instagram or other channels or is is Facebook kind of your biggest, do you recommend anything else for other producers that are kind of newer in this? Facebook is where I live. Um, We don't probably have time for this, but Facebook groups specifically y'all. And I I teach on this Um, dude. There's a group for everything. I promise there there is. And yeah, me and Jason, were just going through what he's got going. I mean, he's got an amazing group too. Um, And there's tons of strategies you can use within these groups. We can definitely, we'll do a second call on that if we want to. Um, but Facebook groups specifically for me, the one I would suggest Instagram is, um, kind of my personal page. If that makes sense, Mm -hmm. Facebook is all dude, even if I'm posting personal stuff, I hate to say, I'm not being manipulative. Like it's my business tool. It's like my second CRM. I'm not, I'm using it to drive revenue to my Mm -hmm. agency. Instagram is kind of like my personal page where Mm -hmm. I post, you know, more, maybe some sappy stuff or some family stuff, or it has really, I've never conducted a business interaction outside of one renter's policy through Instagram. It, even if I start an Instagram, it always converts over to Facebook Messenger or something like that. Um, but, I, and I hate to say it, I'm not doing it because my wife would kill me. I can't, I already spend too much time in Facebook and you guys know I spin up Facebook groups every day. Um, TikTok. TikTok is massive um, and alongside TikTok. So I definitely would encourage TikTok. Um, um, and you don't have to do all the dance moves and stuff like that. It's literally just reach. It's getting in front of people because everybody and their brothers on TikTok. Um, but Facebook Reels is actually up and coming. Um, I know a lot I of got people- a cool story about that real quick. So I was speaking at the Virginia, D.C. PIA conference. Um, I think it was about a week or so ago. And I just always wanted to do it. I, I always keep forgetting when I go up to speak, I always forget to take a picture of the audience or do something cool like everybody does. So I did this. I decided to do a TikTok. My first TikTok through Kilgo Insurance of me, like with the audience all like in the picture and everything, it went all the way to the Sheraton Hotel owner. He's looking at, he was looking for me for like a day and a half trying to find the guy with the beard that did this TikTok. <laughs> he found me, uh, one of the, one of the bartenders found me and a message was from him. All drinks are free for Kilgo. No way. What? Wow. That's the them- power of yep. TikTok. Yep. Like and you're, it you're getting them exposure. Yep. hundred percent. And that's, you know, I think to touch on that, um, another thing for producers, man, get involved in your community. You guys can see, I don't know if you guys yes. can see it. Um, I've got these softball bats. And so I sponsor and I've dude, got, these are championship bats. These are all from championships. We've won. Uh, we started wow. the team in February. So we're ball. I don't play. Uh, I'm just the sponsor. I'm the guy with the money, I guess. Uh, Cause everybody else is really good. I I'm like, I'm not doing that. And it's men's slow pitch softball. You wouldn't think, but it, it's like crazy competitive and all this. Well, get this man. I sponsor two teams now. And when they win championships, they give a huge shout out to Redwood and like, dude, I literally have gotten employees off of it. Like it's crazy. Like, and I know maybe at a producer level, Dude, you could still maybe, hey, refer that person to your your upline or your boss, and maybe they maybe they give you a chunk of change because you just got them a new producer, whatever, or maybe you just build a new relationship or a client. 
we've quoted all their stuff, right? Like, so everybody on the teams, um, and again, I'm just in the community. So my name, my brand awareness, right? Even though it's, it's Redwood, it's like Joe Frazier Camper with Redwood Agency Group, man, amazing sponsor, all this, bro, there are like hundreds and hundreds of views from these, this softball community that now everybody's reaching out. They all want me to now granted, most of them just want me to sponsor their team. Cause they're like, well, you don't want to pay for all this, but still you'll get clients and stuff out of it. And it's, and it's cool. Um, again, I think it just really, it brings you down to earth, shows people that you're human. Huge, huge. Yep. So I'd say hey, our number three would be use social media to your advantage, man. I think there's yes. so much power in social media. A lot of younger producers, like 20 to 25. Facebook is probably not as big, I would assume for them, or maybe it's yep. up and coming, but I feel like a lot of those guys are in, are in different channels and you got the video TikTok. and Facebook goes right over to Instagram. hundred percent. Yeah. hundred percent. Uh, we, we, yeah, like dude, we built our agency through Facebook as well. Kind of like you, but I would, the only thing I would say is keep, keep, keep branding yourself, even though you're not getting those likes, exactly what you said, they're not thinking of insurance. Don't be discouraged. You got to keep yep. going, man. You can't put a plan together and do it for a week and be like, oh, it's, it's like a diet, right? New Year's yep. Eve comes around. It was like, I'm going to do this. I'm going to lose 20 pounds. And then a week goes by and they don't lose any pounds. And they're like, ah, I'm done. And then they quit. Yep. The worst thing you can do is quit, man. Stick to your game plan yes. and have a plan in place and, and just keep going at it. Because when they think of insurance, man, you're right. They, they always come at you, man. So yep. you've done well, a great the pointer, job. You know, here, here's a good little, we'll call it, it's not you. It's just not the right time. It's Thank not you. It's not, it's not because you're a shit producer or because you suck or because it's just not the right time, man. And right just time. keep doing it. Don't quit. I love that you said that. I told people, I tell people all the time, like, Hey man, like we're going to do, we're going to do business with you within three years. Like when I meet <laughs> right. him, when I meet him first, I'm like, if it's not right now, it's not next year. It's not the year we're going to do business within the next. And I used to say that in my networking groups all the time. And I'm like, hey, we don't have to do business right now, but we'll do business within three years. Right. Because I feel like when they see you and you build trust and they see you on Facebook and Instagram and then they hear about you, they get a mailer and they get whatever. Right. You just keep building yep. trust. So you've done a really good job of building your brand, man, and, and building the trust behind it. So because everybody looks at your stuff, man, and they get uh, that you, you gain credibility right away. So yep. we appreciate what you have done for the community, for the insurance in general. Mm-hmm. Man, honestly, you, you like appreciate you drop it. everything and, and, and help people, which um it, and I think me and you, when we talked last time, I told you, man, like if I had a Cyrus when I first started, holy crap, man, I would be killed. Yeah, right. So like I, 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 I did, I didn't have that person and for us to be available for these younger producers that mm-hmm. want to become agents and want to make this a career for themselves. Um, I think it says a lot for you, man. So appreciate what you Thank do. You. Uh, Kilgo Benito, you guys have any last questions for Mr. Kempert here or. No, I'm good. I think we got to hit him with the, with the, with the last question though. I got, I got, question. I got a little, I got a little tidbit though. Cause you, you, you sparked a little uh, light bulb in my head here. So w- once you build the brand and once you build a reputation and the trust, right. And we, we talk about this Kilgo. I don't know if you've seen our house of dreams or not. Um, so we have this whole illustration that we've really built our agency on that. It's, it's what we find um, basically is the traits of a successful person, truly mm-hmm. successful. Um, and part of that is, Uh, There's like a sailboat. And so what's underneath the water is your character. It's what nobody sees, right? And then your persona is what's above the water. So that's your sales skills. That's your actual sales. That's your production. Those are your numbers, right? Those are what Mm -hmm. people are looking at. And they're like, dang, okay. Okay, Cyrus. Okay, Joe. Okay, Mm -hmm. Kilgo. Okay, Benita. Like, okay, I, I see it up here. As that grows, as you build that trust, as your numbers get bigger, You've got to, and we, we use it because what's underneath the sailboat is the keel. And the keel is what is the most important part of the sailboat. Mm-hmm. The mast is great and all that, but dude, without the keel, the sailboat falls over. And that's your character. So as you start doing that, as you start growing, as you start making some money, right? Make sure that you're working on what's beneath the water too, mm-hmm. as you do that so that you continue to do the right things, that you don't start taking shortcuts just because you got some money in your pocket now. And I think I've, I've seen that so much especially in younger people. And I do, again, no judgment been there, right? This is, mm-hmm. this is lesson learned is that man always stick to that. Like, and as, as the sailboat grows above the water, as your pockets get a little bit heavier, make sure you're working on that keel, make sure you're, you're working on what's below the water um, so that you can support it. Mm-hmm. Right. At the end of the day, you start taking shortcuts. Hey, it might work temporarily, man, but three, four years down the road. And I've seen entire organizations crumble dude, because that one death and that goes back to the desperation and everything. But I wanted, I want to encourage y'all 
like just because you start to to take the rise to to fan you know to fame or whatever like make sure you're still working on what's underneath the water 100 that is awesome man so hey last question this is our this is our this is our end of the podcast here we give you three pointers man they're 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 great 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 information big guy um win the day man this podcast is called win the day uh what are a couple of things that you have to do every day for you to lay on that pillow man and be like man i kicked that day's butt oh that's good um so for me, it's, it's, it's a lot of, it's my kids, which I know you, you resonate with this Cyrus. And I'm sure most of you, both of y'all do uh, Benito and Jason as well is that, man, it's, you know, this, this isn't for me. And so for me, I like to lay my head down knowing that, you know, the work that I put in, it wasn't for like my own selfish like purposes. Right. Mm-hmm. And I think that can be hard to do yeah. sometimes. Um, you know, but for me, it's like, man, I want to know that I did something today, whether it, even if it was just one thing, mm-hmm that is propelling my, my future generations into success, right. Into financial freedom, into, into, there's a lot more that goes into my why. Um, but definitely, you know, my kids and just thinking of that, you know, a big thing y'all, and I know it's, everybody says it, man, but for me, it's like, I've got, I've got my, my goals journal. And so like, I write my goals down like every, Mm -hmm. every morning and stuff like that. Um, and that, that is a big thing for me. And that is where I really check in to, like if I don't write those down, like in my first one I write down is I will actively better my relationship with my wife every single day, right? Like even why we just go to lunch, like it wasn't anything. It was just, Hey, let's go to lunch and let's talk, right? Like mm-hmm. just to have a conversation. But for me, it's like, if I don't do that, dude, like I can literally feel it. Like when mm-hmm. I go home, like, you know, it's like, we're more prone to an argument or something like that. So I think the goals, that is a big piece. It's very easy to do. Um, but when you do it on a daily basis, I swear you manifest it. Um, and it, it's crazy. When I started writing down, I wanted to make a hundred thousand dollars. I ended up making a hundred thousand mm-hmm. dollars. It was pretty cool. Right. Um, so definitely just, you know, family for me is definitely a big piece. If you don't have family, um, you know, just those that are close around you. Um, I can't remember who did this, um, oh, it was at, uh, it was at this event, this strategic wealth accumulation tactics event SWAT, um, Nate Offert puts it on amazing event. And I was speaking at it. And one of the speakers said right now, take out your phone, everybody take out their phone, right? Anybody listening to this, do it, take out your phone okay. and text somebody that is important to you and tell them that they're important to you. Mm-hmm. Right. And that to me is, I think there's no better way to go to bed than letting somebody know that, Hey, they matter right? Whether they're family, whether they're friends, whether they're just a coworker or a peer or an employee, or maybe even your boss. Thank you for this opportunity, right? You are important to me. You're changing my life, whatever it is. I think those few things, if that's, I know that's a little bit different of an answer, but those are the things like, man, when I lay my head down, if I can, if I can do those things in a day, um, man, that's, I think that's how you impact generations to come man, for sure. That is awesome. Well, you win the day every day, my man. Appreciate you being on. You too. Thanks for thanks for co-hosting again, and uh, we'll. I'm sure we'll have you on again, my man. Appreciate you. Absolutely. Hey, thank you guys. I appreciate you. Have a good one. See you guys.